So this is a podcast just for Benny the Tosser and the GWS Primer for Season 2016. Yep, um, GWS next year or this year are fucked. Um, yeah, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. It is funny that I do know uh, a number of GWS um, members and people that go, like, not just members, but people that go to the games, you know, week in, week out. That is or pretty impressive. And I mean, you did live in Western Sydney for, for a fair while, but I think that's even more impressive that... Living in Western Sydney, you found people that actually support AFL. Yeah, well... It's, or just sport, sport, I think. is the, yeah. That's it, though. Yeah. They're, they're not um, AFL fans, or, sorry, they're not Australian football fans. Yep. They're like, oh, well, fuck it, they've got a team out here. It's easy to get to. It's cheap. Easy to take your kids to. Yeah, exactly. It's not like they're... You the know, ones you're claiming. Good, good parking. It, absolutely. All yeah. these things. Yeah. You can steal nice cars to get home. <laughs> that can't happen. No, that does yeah. not happen out there. You get as, get as far as Quakers Hill, then you get... Restolen. So let's uh, let's have a look at GWS. Um, Coming along nicely is one of the expansion clubs. If if we, they're always going to be grouped together with Gold Coast. Yeah. Anytime they're mentioned, um, probably for the next, right? Probably for their lifetime. Yeah. Um, So the next ten years, Um, in the race of development for expansion clubs, I think they're the clear front runners. Yeah, Yeah. put that ahead. And it's it's only from probably, well, round. I'm gonna say an arbitrary round five onwards but at pre-season you wouldn't have picked them to be going as good as they were over when compared to Gold Coast in 2015 yeah no. I always feel like it was up in the air with, with GOS especially with Patton going down and them getting Scully and people's like yeah did you really give up something for Scully uh, or not give up but um, take up some room for Scully oh they, they paid overs yeah mm-hmm. and they were unashamedly playing overs yeah and so there was always a question about are they really going in the right direction and well they are so <laughs> yeah uh, be, uh, against all odds, too. yeah. Um, well, and, yeah, they've been savaged by injury and still able to beat teams that really should be accounting for GWS quite easily. Well, yeah. one of the other things I had a look through, and I think um, what this is their fourth season in 2015. About I think that, yeah. the first year where they didn't suffer a hundred point loss. Really? Um, that's something they still had a ninety odd against yep. um, Sydney, but otherwise, like that's something. It would be interesting to see, have they inflicted a 100-point loss? A 100-point win? Win? I don't think so. I know they got um, damn close. We'll have a look at the Carlton game. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, they put some big uh, margins on Carlton and on the Gold Coast too, I think. I think they had a 10-goaler on Melbourne too. Yeah. I know they kicked a 12-goal quarter against Melbourne, but I think that was 2014 hmm. um, from memory. Um, but uh, it, it is um, a testament to the way that they've set themselves up, but also... Um, I think they've been very fortunate. And one of the comparisons we make with Gold Coast is their senior players. Mm, Gold Coast yeah. have sort of um, taken people for a holiday. Yeah. And, you know, and the off-cast. Yeah. Whereas GWS have taken people that were still hungry. Yeah. And um, their senior players that have come in have all been... Uh, no. The majority have been winners. Yeah. Mumford was... You know, near all Australian form until he went down with injury. Heath Shaw was their best and fairest, and yeah. all Australian and deservedly. Yeah. Um, so it, uh, Ryan Griffin had his first year there, and he yep. was uh, mm-hmm. very good. Callum Ward was good. Yep. Uh, Reese Palmer had some up and down moments, but the, you can f- uh, find a lot of winners um, among the, those yeah. players. And the thing is, too, they've managed to stick together because so often uh, you see young players go to second, third tier teams. And they'll sit there for two, three years maybe and then fuck off to a team they want to go to. Uh, there's been a couple of exits, but Ooh, by and large... There's been a lot of exits, let's well, be honest. But none of the ones they need, like, absolutely needed to keep. They can cover them, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. 
we'll, we'll get to their exits, but they have lost, you know, top five draft picks. Yeah, but I feel mm. what they, where Gold Coast went to a very strict sort of elder leadership um, strategy when you had, um, fucking, who's the Hawks again? Uh, Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown, yeah, and you had Bock coming in and yeah. players know, like that. I don't know if Campbell Brown had any job besides don't let anyone smash Gary Ablett. And fair enough, that needed to be done. More or less. But I feel with GWS, what they did was they already understood from the get-go, we, we can get leadership, but it's not going to have a bigger impact as the structure we put around our team. Yeah. And so I think they built up what they lacked in leadership on the field for resources off the field. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, clubs always bring out the, the culture thing. Yeah. Um, maybe it is highlighted because of how bad it's been at Gold Coast. Yeah. But, you know, they pick up players like Josh Hunt, yeah. who was too old, too slow. Yeah. But he had a wise head on him um, mm. and a big body. And they needed big bodies around all these 18 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. He performed his job for one or two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, was value for money. Absolutely was. And had a gun, you know, boot as well. That yeah. Helped. Well, it's sort of the money ball approach. He'd also been around good players, so I'm guessing he would have had experience in other people being that role to him Yes, when he was yeah. sort of developing. So it comes back, I think, to the attitude of those senior players. Because when you compare it to the Gold Coast, where you had um, look Nick Malcheski as an example, yeah. who's coming off an All-Australian season, he goes up there and uh, mm. could be bothered. Yeah. Um, and other players who uh, they got who never had the ability or was so far past it, it wasn't worth bothering with. Yeah. It does seem that Gold Coast is a tale of two camps, though. Like, you've got Ablett, Swallow, and the Jesus Squad, and the Cokeheads. Yeah. They they just... It's not like they dislike each other, they just don't associate with each other. There's, there's no overlap. Yeah, there's yeah. no... Uh, well, maybe Gary Senior is the overlap. But... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's maybe. what they need to do, bring him in, to bring the two <laughs> groups together. I'll tell you, he might get a game. <laughs> Like, we're not so different, you see, guys. <laughs> so, 2015 for GWS, uh, where are their best wins? And I think it's they had uh, 11 wins on the year, which is a great result. You know, the first time in double figures yeah, um, for the number of wins. But their best win, it's clearly, it's got to be the game against Hawthorne, doesn't it? I think that, that's what I had. What did you have, Josh? Well, well it'd be the one they'd uh, love the most. They would put, as, as harsh as this to say, there would be an asterisk against it for a benchmark because Hawthorne did have a couple of key outs but yep. even so the so, premiership side lacking three of their best 22 they still should have accounted for GWS yeah and led for most of the day yeah, yeah. Um, including I think they kicked the first goal in the final quarter and then GWS kicked the rest I think they kicked um, five in a row or something stupid something like that, like that. Uh, and Mumford was the difference in the side they could not get past Mumford they had yeah. a lot of yeah. points in that last quarter but Hawthorne um, with their precision kicking couldn't find a target. Yep. Um, so, yep. Okay, Hodge didn't play, Lewis didn't play. Big deal. There's still 22 players out there. Yep. And majority of them for Hawthorne were premiership players. So, missing two. You're right. There's there's something to be there, but that's the game. So, I yeah. don't think there's an asterisk there. I think it's their second best win of their, career, of their no, life. I think GWS would have an asterisk against it themselves, just because yeah, maybe. they want to benchmark themselves and against the premiership. Standards. And, look, you can only beat the team on the field, Yes. But they would definitely look forward to their next match against Hawthorne. And Hawthorne would be fucking motivated to give them a fair hiding. And that would be their benchmark, to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they should hold themselves to a higher standard now. Mm. And yeah. That's essentially um, the same. But the other thing, well, the other match for mine was against uh, Carlton towards the end of the season. Carlton were fucking, they'd quit. Yep. But GWS just went, we don't give a fuck. We're keeping the foot in the throat and putting you guys away. And gave them 
Uh, it wasn't quite uh, 100 points. I think it was about 80 points. I'm pretty sure it was around 22-23. Yeah, they end up winning by, what? 70, 81 points. 12, 13 goals, yeah. yeah. Um, and Carlton had given up after about round 19. So you, you can't take much out of that in the game itself, but just that ruthlessness to... You know, GWS weren't playing finals. They... Uh, no, they weren't playing finals at that time. No. They were booted out. No. Um, but they still had the hunger to put Carlton to the fucking sword and give them a 20 goals. Yeah. yeah. 20 goals is a great score. And back it up the next week against uh, Melbourne with a bit of a poor effort. But even so, up at home, you give the crowd something to see. Um, and and also, they were in the, in the, had a chance for a final spot, I think, with 22. But 23 was definitely gone. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think they needed a lot of results yeah. to go their way. And I think I've think i got a feeling that round 21, the loss where they got smashed by Sydney, put them out of finals contention. Uh, I, I, I could be wrong. I'd have to check too. it. Yeah, could have too. Yeah. That. Another thing is, <clears throat> one of the knocks on GWS has always been that they're a young squad and they run out of legs in the last Late quarter. in the year. But yeah. Yeah, at some point you are better off with a bit of experience as a younger athlete to be able to have more endurance, I'd imagine, surely. Mate, with, it's got to be there somewhere. Like, I'd imagine that a 24-year-old would have more endurance than a 30, 30-year-old or something like that. Yeah, but a lot of the times yeah. a 30-year-old knows where to run and when yep. and yeah. can you know, be smarter about it. Well, that, that, that's probably true, yeah. So, I, well, I would suspect that at some point that sort of diminishing tip return that you get from having a youthful squad would... Yep turn into a big advantage yeah. as long as you can hold on to them. Mm. Absolutely. I guess um, it's like sex. A young lad goes hell for leather for as long as he can. An yeah. older bloke sort of takes his time and maybe has a bit of a well, bit rest it. in between. A young bloke can fuck like, you know, five chicks on a weekend, but when you're older, you've got a missus, so it's just the one chick. You're like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> and, and you can roll over and say, so, right, sweetheart, you, you have your turn now. I'll right. just lay here. And you get smarter about it, how to hide it. I just got out, I just got Fallout 4, so... <laughs> That's funny because it's um, true. The other win that deserves to be mentioned is against the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. Um, I believe that their average losing margin against the Crows was something like 80 points. Um, well, this is one where uh, not only did they beat the Crows, but they led from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and uh, really never looked headed. They looked controlled. Well, yeah. To me, that is the better benchmark. They've taken on, was a pretty full strength Adelaide Crows from memory. And Crows fought back. And fought back hard several times, but they were able to absorb it, you know, turn the momentum back around, and had a, a, a massive amount of highlights in every quarter. The second quarter was probably their poorest, but they were still able to fight back from Adelaide getting a bit of a run on of a few goals. Yeah, you're right. It did a lot. They ran out. Of, well, just looking purely at the stats, a lot. They ran out of legs for a bit in the fourth quarter. It was very Adelaide dominant, but yeah, you're right. They did a good hold. Yeah, but you got a ten goal lead at three quarter time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, you've, you've built themselves yourselves into that sort of position. But it was a mature effort from the side. Um, yeah. Now, on to the other side of the coin then. Where are their worst losses? Um, and I think they've still got uh, a few issues there, especially with travel. Um, you know, both of their big wins were home wins. It's those big away wins that they're looking for. Um, and they didn't have very many of them during the year. Well, for mine, the worst loss from a franchise perspective is against Sydney. Cause yeah. Sydney are a great side and are going to be a good side for the next few years as well, even with losing players. Well, they're never going to fully bottom out. Yeah. Because the AFL can't afford them to. Well, yeah. But, um, you know, you're at your home ground, people are going to be visiting, having a look, new mem- potential members, and you get smashed by the crosstown rivals. Yeah, it's still a whisper that you could sneak into finals. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about where they're at at that stage. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's a terrible loss... Uh, when you're trying to build a profile. 
I think the worst thing was they gave up after half time. They really put in fuck all effort. Kennedy did whatever he wanted to. Yeah. I think Tippett even kicked five. So right, right there, you're not being accountable for anybody. You got to work hard to make Tippett look good. Yeah, but even no. though you can, Tippett kicked five and Kennedy does whatever he wants, where the fuck was your defense? What were they doing? A lot of them were in the stands. Yeah, I think they're getting a pie and a beer and <laughs> chilling out, um, doing a Marlon but, Samuels or the fuck. The worst was. thing about that though is you know coming towards the fourth quarter, you're getting smashed by 15 goals. How are you going to sledge the full forward? Like, even when it's Tippett, you got plenty of ammo, but. He's kicked five on you. This is why men are built with two fists. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to sledge Tippett as it is, because you, you sledge him, then you've got to explain it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this is why I should be offended, you dumb fuck. <laughs> I'd love to see Heath Shaw run over like the huddle, grab the whiteboard, come back over, draw a diagram, be like, here's what I was fucking telling you. And it's just a penis. <laughs> <laughs> he'd get the, the librarian, he'd get the whiteboard out, surely. <laughs> Dust him up on it. <laughs> Um, and the other one I put was West Coast in round five because this is when they still had all their players. But the big trip across the the country, um, and they thought that you know these these poor losses should be um, out of their uh, repertoire by yep. now. But to play a game of AFL footy and kick four goals for the afternoon with their forward line, mm. yeah, that's it's not good enough. Yeah. And I think there was a time where everyone was saying West Coast are overrated too. Or flat track bullies. Yeah, and, and you know, oh, they're being flattered by the draw and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, hindsight would probably show that was, well, wrong. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'd be, anytime you're losing by over five goals is disappointing. Over 10 goals is terrible. And 15, yeah. Well, just it, only kicking four Only goals kicking four. That's it. disgusting. And did you ever play, uh, I don't know, me and mates used to play uh, football on a darts board? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know the game. Yeah, you know the game? Like, four goals nine is a darts football score. <laughs> so if you get four <laughs> goals in the game, pissed. you're like, you know, that was all right. You did a good effort, son. You know, yeah, a couple of pints and you'll be better. But um, for a, a professional team to kick four goals is embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing was Benny Cuz picked him up from the airport. And <laughs> oh, fuck that, that backfired. And they never actually landed from there. <laughs> <laughs> they kept flying. But, I mean... Uh, three years ago, this is the expectation. Yeah. Um, you know, if this happened, you go, yeah, well. Yeah. If this happened in round 23, you go, oh, okay, they're a bit, you know, the, their best players are injured, the young players are tired. Yeah. This is round five. Yeah. Uh, it just, it was not good enough. Yeah. Well, they're pretty much full strength there. Um, Close enough to it. And that's where I, I think you're justified in giving them an old-fashioned spray. Yeah, of course you're. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, because they can't rely on their stars who have been in injury trouble for a while. Sooner or later, they have to have a, a sort of a, a, the meat that will fill out that skeleton that they're trying to build. Yep. Mm. Um, so standouts for this year um, for the GWS. Uh, who have we got? Now, I, th- I think there's one um, in Cam McCarthy because mm. I didn't know he was an AFL player last year. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's... And then he come on board and looks like uh, the, the future, as good as looks Jeremy like Cameron. Looks all Australian potential captain. He seems to have that... Um... Je ne sais quoi. Well, I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to say that maturity, that um, old man head, uh, Robert Harvey-ish, in yeah. his ability to handle pressure. I, mean, I, think, I think he's definitely going to take Freo to the next flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the issue. That's the big asterisk next to him. Um, I think it's good that we don't hear from him much. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, he can let his manager do the talking because if the manager talks bullshit, yeah, that's what their managers are for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. I mean, it was everyone, every man and their dog trying to get back to Western Australia for because yeah. they're this off season. Yeah, they're afraid of being away from home or some shit. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah. Or they got shares in binds. I don't know. About eight players have been tagged to bring Freo the next flag. Yeah, this is true. Um, so. But, I mean, I've never been to Perth, but I couldn't imagine that it's that fantastic that you'd want to go there from all over the country. Otherwise, we'd all be on that side of the fucking coast, <laughs> not on the east side, wouldn't we? Apparently. Uh, yeah, I, I guess they, they really are that homesick. It's, it's such a different uh, different place, I guess. Um, well, you, know, you can go see Auntie Jeannie whenever you want to. I'm going to say, surely they've got Skype or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think Dylan Shield. Um, no, not Dylan. Um, yes, brother? Dylan Shield. Yeah. Daniel. No, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan yeah. He was um, absolutely done. Yeah, uh, muscled up as well. Didn't he? Mm. What they needed mm. was some physicality around the ball. He's always had the right frame. Yeah. And he's, yep. he's looking, you know, Daniel Kerrish. Yeah. Um, with a couple more, a uh, bit more height on him. Yeah. Um, he was my smoky for the Brownlow at the halfway mark. I mean, yep. Fife was always going to win it. Yeah. But he was my, if there's an upset, it could yeah. be him. But yep. unfortunately, injuries caught him. Yeah. Which brother's better, do you think? I Obviously, um, Hawthorne winning the flag... That well, shield's not going to be too fast. Yeah, they're, they're not brothers, though. Are they? And oh. they also have different surnames. Well, never mind then. Um, but otherwise, I mean, if they were brothers, um, I'd still take Liam for now. Yeah. Liam Shields. Um, but Dylan Shield will be better. Yeah. He's, he's the, a midfielder that you can build around. Yeah. Because um, you can and bust they, through they got and he's f- got speed. They've got a few that are backing up, too, that are coming through as well. Well, they've got to hold on to them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm. Callum Ward as well. Um, the other one I want to mention is Toby Green, who yeah. looked like he's just finished being altar boy on Sunday morning to play <laughs> sun, Sunday afternoons. I he looks like that. He doesn't act like that. Exactly. He seems like, <laughs> he seems like a right little cunt. Yep. <laughs> but the thing is, look at his thighs, man. They are fucking massive. Man. And he can kick the ball a long way. He's one of those players... I haven't seen the sun for a while, but... <laughs> Stable. Yeah, he's one of those say. players he does seem like he's a little bit of a cunt but if he's yeah. your cunt you love yeah, it yeah you love the little fucker he's a, uh, not quite Ballantyne-esque but yeah. Um, yeah. certainly towards that end of the spectrum yeah and, he, and he's just far back enough from that, that side of the spectrum that I'd, I'd you know probably support him yeah, he's not a whiny cunt either he'll do something stupid give away a free kick and be like yeah fair enough and just get on with it he won't whinge and bitch on all accounts though the GWS boys have been chirpy from day one yeah, good like, on him. Uh, I like that. You like? I remember in those uh, what do they call them, uh, grilled segments that the AFL puts out. Oh, yeah. Asking who are the best sledges, and there was a lot of the senior yeah. play, senior players going, GWS, like they're talking it up for guys that are getting flogged <laughs> yeah. week in week out. Um, but anyway, that's good. But the, the good thing is, like those standout players we just mentioned, being uh, McCarthy and Shields and uh, Toby Green, they're foundation players. Yeah, um, yep. for them, so yep. they're ones that they've built up. Yeah. Um, the other standouts for him are the senior players. Yeah. And we've already gone through Heath Shaw, who, I mean, who picked him to leave Collingwood and get a best and fairest? Honestly, I thought he was just taking a paycheck. I, I thought yeah. he was making up numbers. I thought one season contract and then get a gig on yeah. 3W or something. Yep. Um, but he was best and fairest and all Australian. Yep. Yeah. And look, as and a backline it. general, he has been the best in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, as referenced by the all Australian nod, but. He has been an absolute revelation leading that group. Sorted himself out because, uh, especially his last year, maybe two years in Collingwood, yep. I mean, he was arguing mm-hmm. with his teammates as much as anything else. Yeah, they probably and now, should listen to him. Well, maybe that's what it is. Now, yeah. the, the guys aren't arguing back, they're listening to him. But he's yeah. also got Joel Patful down yeah. the back there, yep. who fell into GWS's lap to a certain extent. And he's yeah. a, a dual best and fairest at Brisbane who wanted to move to Sydney and they did the right thing by him. Yeah. Um, but he, he hasn't treated this... Uh, stage of his career as uh, paid holiday, he, yeah. he's working hard and doing what he does best. Yeah, uh, and proving that that tandem between uh, Shaw and Patful, you know, first season from both yep. uh, in the same side, did uh, did okay, yep. did really good. I was really impressed with Jeremy Cameron as well for mm. a couple of standout games that he had, where 
above everything else, he played above his talent by showing heart. Especially, yeah. there was one, it might have even, maybe it was against Richmond, I can't remember. But I just turned the TV on, and there was a dude with his head wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And then he snapped a goal from maybe 40 out on the boundary mm-hmm. line. I was yeah. like, holy, oh, Cameron, of course Cameron. it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the only one in the Judo squad that can do that. Well, Cameron did really well considering McLaren had a shit engine this year. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, Mumford, obviously. Mumford would have been their best and fairest if he'd lasted the whole year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for w- when we're told that, you know, the, the game's moving on and um, it's good to see there is still a spot for that lumbering Ruckman yeah. who can get himself to the contest. Um, he's as good on the tackle as he is on the sausage in, in bread. Um, <laughs> I was wondering going with that. <laughs> oh, he gets his sausage. <laughs> yeah, a break between the sausage you, and the bread there. You've heard the stories about him at sausage night. Yeah. Like, he put, put away a good 40 or 50. Jesus. Um, at the club night. Uh, I think that was down at, when he was at Geelong. Yeah, not the sausage party Stevie Johnson wanted to join. But no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's uh, he is the best tackling ruckman um, yeah, going yeah, around. I'd say so. Yeah. And when he gets a tackle, he doesn't drive the head into the ground, but God damn, he makes him feel it. <laughs> yeah. There's been some bone shakers in there. I think what you do is, as a ruckman, you just grab him and then just go limp. <laughs> he goes forward. He, he, <laughs> it is timber, and here it comes. <laughs> it's called the Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> he slipped them anything. <laughs> okay, Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> <laughs> Only when playing Essendon. He might have slipped on something when they were down. Sausage. Sausage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 11 wins, 11 losses. That's not bad. That's a 50-50 record um, for the first time. And, you know, something that they can really build on for this year. Well, yeah, yeah. they're obviously going to index themselves in Gold Coast, and they got that covered. So Well and truly. Yeah. Um, not only do they get uh, Gold Coast covered this year, but they've covered Gold Coast best year already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's look at 2016. Uh, the first thing we always look at is uh, list changes. So we've got a couple of senior ins. Uh, firstly, Dawson Simpson, yeah. um, who will uh, give them a little more uh, freedom around the ruck. That there bloke. won't be a lot of eyes on him either because of the other end being Stevie J. Being Stevie J. What a great in. Yeah. Oh, look, it's Fits value for everyone. Uh, he's got on-field leadership, coaching potential, and his contract will probably be back-ended with coaching. Um, he's made no secret that he wants to be a coach. No. Now yeah. he can be an on-field coach. He can be, to that forward line, what Heath Shaw is to the yeah. back And line. if their sledges yeah. are already that high, oh, fuck, they're going to be superstar <laughs> yeah. sledges now. And already know his strategy is going to, give it to me, I'll show you what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> he's never shy. Yep. Never shy of a handball receive. Um, but also, the pressure will be off Johnson. Um, a lot too because he doesn't have to justify his place or yeah. his contract mm, yeah. he knows he's got one or two years and that's all he's not captain like Ablett so he's not, under, yeah. you know, not going down there to save the day it will be funny to see when they do play Gold Coast though 
just see how Stevie J and um, Gary handle not being uh, part of Geelong and still being opponents. Because he'll be telling all the boys how to sledge him. Absolutely. And yeah. the Geelong guys will probably still respect Gary, so they wouldn't do it. But say, GWS you, will you, give him absolute hiding. I mean, I'm sure they will sledge him, but <laughs> I don't know what difference it's going to make. And I reckon Stevie J's like, mark this one down as his best chance to win a Brownlow. So he's going to tell everyone, <laughs> give me the fucking ball. Just make sure that cunt stays away from me. The problem is, I think he spent the uh, GWS's first year, he spent sledging them saying, you know, I've got more premierships than you blokes have won games. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, now he's, uh, he's one of them, so... Yeah, I'm sure there's a few that have... Uh, yeah, Stevie, remember four years ago when you said this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, enjoy your locker. He's, he's not going to back down. He's like, yeah, I said that. You guys sucked. Yeah, yeah. so where'd you park your car again, Stevie? Yeah. yeah. It's the expensive one over there, dickheads. That's how you negotiate a contract. Um, but, but the big issue for GWS, and it's been their issue uh, basically since they started, is hanging on to players. Yep. Um, so they're outs for this year. Now, listen to this. Thomas Bug, Curtly Hampton, Jed Lamb, Liam Sumner, Jacob Townsend, Adam Trelaw. That's plus, the big one to me. Plus another half a dozen yep. um, guys that haven't uh, played games. Um, they hurt. Yeah. Because um, they're uh, players that are going to be uh, in the best 22 in 2017, 2018. Yep. And you'd hope to turn into 100 and 150 gamers. Yeah. And it's consistent that they've lost these kind of guys. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that's always going to happen when you're making a team from scratch, especially when they went young. And have so many top draft picks, you're going to lose some, but geez, they've lost a lot. But I feel like this this year was the best they did at offsetting what they lost. I don't think they've lost anything they didn't have backup of. Like, Trelaw to me is the the big one. Yeah. Um, But there was always going to be one or two, and if you had to pick between, you know, Trelaw, Cameron, Ward... He's sort of the one that he's going to be your lower uh, hurting loss kind of thing. I guess it wasn't a surprise. I mean, it was no. on the cards from round one. Yeah, but um, I, feel, I feel for Trelaw, one of the worst places it could have gone to was Collingwood because there's so much competition for what he's going to sort of play for in his spots. And it's going to be harder for him to be a standout in Collingwood than it is. It's going to be harder for him to make finals in Collingwood than it is for JWS. Maybe yeah, too. Could be worse. Maybe could too. Be Essen. <laughs> um, you get, definitely get a game there but even like Bugs a better than average player yeah, or yeah, he's yeah. going to be um, Hampton I thought was coming along he's going to be a handy second or third key position backman um, yep. and I thought he, he's got some good mobility about him as well and Liam Sumner he showed some hardness um, again not best 22 but I thought these are nice depth players Yeah, they're not clogging the list yeah. because of their age and you want to have competition for those spots as well because the team tends, teams, uh, tends to motivate the people yeah. who are uh, sort of vying for those positions um, and even Townsend um, yeah. he, he's gone to Richmond I think yeah um, you know there's, there's another good player but um, that's what another seven or eight players that are two or three years in the system yeah. that are being replaced. Well, two of them are being replaced by senior players, but the rest are going to be replaced by more draft picks. Yeah, and you're strengthening the clubs that you're going to be trying to play against. Compete the against, yeah. Tell you what, as an AFL fan, I, I just hope Patton's healthy. Oh, Because he is a reason to turn up to a game. We actually yeah. had a couple of games of him this year where he looked like it, injuries were behind him. Yeah. And when he's kicking kicking bombs from 60, like drop punts from 60 off three steps, and they're going through half goalpost high. Yeah. Just go, God damn, this kid's got something. Yeah, yeah, it's like Jonathan Brown and Sav Rocker became Super Saiyan and merged together. And could move. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, it's a bloke his size should not move the way he does. And he's always had that expectation on him. I remember the first time I ever saw him was 
uh, Richo interviewing him on the sidelines. Yeah. And he was staring Richo in the eyes. And you're like, holy shit. And he had yeah. the mass as well. He, he didn't have Absolutely. a young, um, I've yeah. got to grow into my body sort no. of build. He he was like, I've just eaten a tank. Yeah. And yeah. I'm still hungry. But now this is Rico yeah. 3. Hasn't worked out for him, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I hope he does something else. I just think footy's not for him. He just can't handle it. You've got one left. He's got a whole life ahead yeah. of you. And you he be... already had what, three knee Ricos. I think it's three. Like, fuck that. Shoulder's man. not good either. Do something else. Um, so, I mean, that's that one's going to hurt. Um, and what we... Uh, sorry, I mentioned draftees there too. Uh, from the main draft, they've got four players. Um, Jacob Hopper, Matthew Kennedy, Harrison Himmelberg, and Matthew Flynn. None of them... Uh, sorry, all of them academy players. Yeah. None of them Lockie Tiziani. None of them Lockie Tiziani, which is obviously their biggest mistake yep. and why they'll finish last this year. Yep. Um, but you can see that uh, I think they all, all their picks were matched academy bids as well. Yep. So you can see that the go-home factor is certainly part of them. Yeah. Um, or they're you know putting in measures that, okay, we want locals. Yeah. Um, if we're going to invest in these kids long-term, you know, yep. th- th- there's something there for which- them. I think is a fairly intelligent way to do it. Yeah, it's not a bad way to do it. Well, that's it. You recruit one local, you get at least like a family worth of twenty or thirty supporters. <laughs> There's another three memberships. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost worked in Tasmania, hasn't it? For Hawks and they got a few Tassie guys in there. We well, got a couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it is you want to back yourself that if you can get the best talent available, that you can hold on to them. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it doesn't help. Sorry, it doesn't hurt. Have a little insurance on the side. Yeah, which is what they've got. Just take their passports. <laughs> so looking at uh, their uh, season 2016 their double ups um, geez they got some they got some tough ones when it comes to double ups they I think they might have almost the hardest ones out there they got Frio Sydney Port Geelong and then Gold Coast Jesus yeah, that's, that's a bit rough rough I would have said so except for Paddy Ryder uh, Paddy out of Port makes a difference that's a big hole in Port and I don't know they've got the ruck stock to cover him. Yeah, it, it is, but it is just one. Well, I guess they lost Monfries as well. Yeah, um, he, but I don't know if Monfries would be a guaranteed best 22. Still, would you rather play Port twice or <laughs> somebody like Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, easy. I'd go Essendon. Um, or Essendon. <laughs> um, I'd say it's, it's a disappointment that they don't have double-up games against Bulldogs or Melbourne. Because they're the two mm. teams they could yeah. almost try and manufacture a rivalry yep. against yep. besides Sydney. Yeah. Um, so it's a shame that they uh, didn't uh, didn't try and push that through. Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea why they're not either the AFL or GWS or Western Bulldogs aren't building that rivalry. Both teams could use it, and they had legitimate reasons for it. Yeah, and look, feed off the hate. Everyone loves that uh, rivalry story of you know you nicked our player. We, fuck you. So build on it. Let that story tell itself on the field. You know, double it up. Get people going. Get people. I won't say booing because that's not no, really fuck it, boo. Yeah, boo. Just boo. Yeah, the just, ground. just not any... Anyway, fuck it. Uh, um, but it, it is disappointing um, because, I mean, they've got the crosstown rivalry, you know, the Battle of the Bridge. And everyone's sort of... Uh, yeah. Just so... No yeah, who the shit. fuck named that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably Sheedy, to be honest. Um, Doesn't the bridge go north-south anyway? There's more than one bridge. It's the only one in the city that I know. Uh, oh, there's Parramatta. I don't know. Um, it should be Hezbollah versus... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's genuine reasons for the rivalry, is what I was trying to say. It, it's organic. Um, yeah. So embrace it and sell the fuck out of it. Mm. Um, and, and try and make marquee matchups out of it. You know, something that you look forward to year in, year out. Yeah, treat yourselves. Make some money out of this game. Fucking oath. May as well. Yeah. 
Um, they're big games um, for 2016. I've got the home game in round 16 against Collingwood um, because the simple fact is home games against Collingwood make money. Mm. Every yep. single club out there wants to play their home game, uh, their Collingwood games at home. Yeah. Um, GWS got a chance again this year. Um, and for all the hate Collingwood gets, they do try and um, be accommodating with who yeah. they give home games to and that kind yeah. of stuff. And they do try and look after little of the clubs. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, too, they've got a home game against Richmond. And Richmond have been drawing bigger crowds than Collingwood. Uh, locally, they have. Locally. In, in Melbourne. I don't know whether they can afford to travel, but uh, it'll be interesting to see which game gets the bigger crowd. I still put money on the Collingwood game. I'd like look, The smart money would be on it. Yeah. But I'd love... If Richmond are up and about... And there's a chance of finals, which, unless it's mathematically impossible, all Richard supporters think they're a chance of finals. Uh, they play, what is it, round 18? Uh, roughly 17? there. I, I reckon you could see a few travel. Well, hopefully. I mean, if they do, that's a big. That's another big feather in Richmond's cap. You know, they've been knocking off some big uh, uh, milestones in the last couple of years. So Yeah, they've been ruining everyone's party. <laughs> <laughs> if they can uh, outdraw uh, Collingwood, and look, same day, same time too. Yeah, it might be Heath Shaw's 200th or something, so they'll fuck that up for him. Um, I don't yeah, know if he, he might have already played 200. I don't no, know. 250. Who cares, yeah. yeah. 300, 400, fuck it. Everyone's playing 400 these days. I just noticed they've got a double up against the Western Australian teams at home. I'd like to see him put in two good performances there against who will be definitely front runners for premierships where GWS oh. will be fighting for uh, finals berth. Well, that is a big run home too. Yeah. Um, the last three weeks of the season, they got... Uh, Eagles, Frio, and North. Yeah. Like, we expect that uh, all three of those will be competing for finals. Yeah. And especially, you know, uh, round 23, it could be do or die against North, and they yep. could be competing for North. Yeah. Um, for that, uh, you know, mm. uh, last spot in the eight or something like that. For who plays Richmond in the first round of the finals. For who plays Richmond <laughs> in the first round of the finals. Um, so, uh, who are we looking for a big year from GWS? Who's the coach again? <laughs> Leon Cameron Cameron big big year out of him I reckon another Clarkson assistant yeah well I think it's come to the point now where you've got players who have sort of put their hand up what role they want to play in, in, in a team so yeah. I think a lot of it will come down to how they're managed <coughs> so I'd like to see aggressive strategies and not defensive ones on yep. the duress behalf so yeah I think Cameron's the one to really put the the foot down and drive them forward but it's it's going to be tough to once they get that little taste of, of they can do it, especially yeah. for a young squad, then that belief is instant, and it's really yeah. hard to quell that. Like, look at St Kilda, what they've done, where it doesn't matter how much they're down, they can come back. So I think that starts from the top down. Yeah, one interesting thing I've just seen, they play one game at the G for the whole season. It's in round one. Really? Yeah. Who against? Uh, Melbourne, which they'll, they should give Melbourne a fair hiding, to be honest. But uh, it's just odd that the scheduling is set up so that they only play one game at the G. Um, and it looks like actually it looks like there's only a, a couple of trips to Melbourne itself yeah they play a few at Eddie had I think yeah, they got a, they got two or three uh, about four or two, but yeah. Um, yeah the one game at the G is an interesting schedule but anyway big years you you want Patton um, to have a full season I guess so you just you don't want him injured yeah. yeah if he kicks 10 goals for the year but he's still standing in round 23 win mm-hmm. yeah that, that's um, all you know Trade him. <laughs> Get value. Yep. Ditto with Mumford. Um, you want him playing the whole season? Yep. Um, his injury was just, you know, one of those things that just can happen to big guys. Yeah, exactly. It's a big guy injury. Yeah. I'd, 
I don't think it had um, shortened his career any, but he's a big guy, and they don't tend yeah. they don't tend to last the longest. Um, I've also got uh, Lockie Whitfield because he's uh, you know a, a top draft pick, a number one draft pick. Yep. A couple of years in the system now, it, it's time to perform. Yep. Um, you know there other number one draft picks in Patton has been injured. Yeah. Boyd has flown the coop. Yeah. Um, so you want him to show he, he's a ball winner, not a key position player. That's right, definitely because I forgot about him. That's like yeah, one draft exactly. pick, you know. So yeah. well, I mean, it was first year this year, so yeah, or no, second year this year. So yeah, um, coming into his third, he's got to start performing. And Will Hoskin Elliott, uh, we saw glimpses of what he's capable of. Yep. Um, he's uh, we know he's a big fan of the Rock too. Is he uh, really? <laughs> Oh, you, you got to you got to Google that when really? he got to meet the rock. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so we know it's in there. Um, he should be uh, growing into his body now and starting to fill out a little bit, so he can't be pushed off the ball as much. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's he's got a lot to offer, I think. Yeah. Um, so who's on the chopping block then? Uh, well, I, I tell you what, I've got one name on here in Cam McCarthy. This is a real year for him to show. Yeah. If he's still serious, yeah, or if he's got the sooks, and he's just waiting mm. out his year, um, yeah, yeah, I can. If he signs, you know, another contract at GWS, that's a massive win for them, yeah. But I can't see it happening. Well, if it gets to say round five and he hasn't signed, he's not gonna. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, probably right there. Um, he'll be like, oh, waiting in the, the season, blah blah blah. Yeah, we saw that with Dangerfield, and we all knew what was gonna happen there too. Look. <laughs> I think it's tough because you've got Stony Hill well, you've got a lot of players that are vying for a couple of key spots um, I think with the recruitment of Scully and all the hype that come around him yeah. he's got to deliver it this season or you, I, I think it's the last year of his initial contract yeah too. which was fucking huge massive and they're not going to get anything of that back from trading him out no so you need to make him work within that system but we look at the people who he's going to be competing against it's tough to see how he's going to sort of surpass the likes of Shield and like that. Well, yeah, you need a good season for Shield too. I mean, you know, especially with his brother doing so well at Hawthorne, <laughs> you're going to need to see him actually put that next level and move to full yeah. elite status. If well, his brother was any sort of brother, he'd be telling him their final <laughs> strategies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> his first half of the year was elite. You know, yeah, um, it's just yeah. he yeah. didn't get to play the second half. Yeah, um, but he needs to follow that up. Yeah, um, motherfucker, cost me my dream team. I've also got Reese Palmer down now. He's a former NAB or Norwich Rising Star winner. Um, and he beat Cyril Rioli for, for that honour. <laughs> um, he's still one of their big uh, signings when they got on. They lured him over. Um, he's not taking that leadership role that you would have hoped. Um, yeah. And it starts to go, you know what, the, the kids might be catching up to him. Yeah. In which case, you've got to go say, well, what is your role here, Yeah, champ? what do you do? What do you do? Like, are you good at jokes? Sorry, the thing I meant to say about Tom Scully, now, he obviously hasn't progressed into the absolute gun that they were hoping he was. Yeah. You know, number one draft pick as well. Yeah. Um, but he's turned into a competent run-with player. Yeah. You don't want to pay a million per season for a run-with player, but mm. at the end of the day, they found a role for him. Yeah. So at least he's not a total loss. Certainly not value for money, mm-hmm. but fuck it. You, you've already paid it. You signed the contract. Yeah. That's a, a sunken cost. Well, when you've got a million-dollar hammer, you go looking for a nail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and at least they found something for him. Um, but you know he's five years in the system now, so yeah. he, he should be should be doing better. Yeah, really. he should be doing better. But yeah. at the same time, you know what you've got with him. Yeah. Um, I've also I also put Toby Green down um, because uh, 
like we said earlier on, he is a bit of a scallywag. and can get into trouble off, off field. Yeah. Um, and as we've seen with other players, uh, the amount of trouble you're allowed to get into off field is comparable to how good you are on the field. Yeah, it's comparable to how in demand you are over in the West. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so I think that if he wants to keep doing what he's doing off field, he needs to pick up on field. Yeah. Otherwise, once that uh, scale goes in the wrong direction, you're, you're no good. You're not there anymore. Yeah, and they they don't play VFL. What's their their, their reserve? Neefel, Neefel is a shit house. So, well, I'm not saying a shit house, but Richard Tambling was runner up best and fairest last year. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he was also captain, coach, and umpiring a few games. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of people not really trying. trying <laughs> He's playing for the, the I don't know. I think it's NT Thunder. Empty Thunder. NT uh, Thunder, as in Northern Territory. I thought Empty Thunder would be his name. It sounds like a good, you know. Um, Boxing name from the eighties. <laughs> the insulting empty name. Thunder. <laughs> you don't realise you're being insulted. <laughs> I'm sure Empty Thunder was one of the guys Rocky rolled over in Rocky Four <laughs> before he got to Drago. It's, it's Rocky Seven, I think. It's coming up. <laughs> um, so, 2016. Where have we got him finishing? I think I got him ninth. Pretty sure. Yeah, finishing ninth. Um, I think they'll just miss out on finals, uh, but I wouldn't. Actually, I think they'll put them out of finals because I put Richmond in. Right. <laughs> so I've well, got them sixth, and I reckon they can have a stellar season. But there's an asterisk against everyone from fifth to fifteenth. Yeah, for probably fourteen now that Essendon are fucked. Yeah, um, it's going to depend on injury. And if you can keep your players in the field, you're going to probably look pretty good at finals. If you have those two or three bad injuries that you just don't cover, you're fucked. I've got them inside the finals as well. Um, I've got them as seventh. Um, now, the, the problem is their double-ups, they've got some really hard ones. And I, I still count Port as a genuine top-four contender. Um, so the fact that they've got Frio, Sydney, Port, and Geelong, you know, they, they're four potential top-four teams as their double-ups. The good thing is, um, if they're going to make finals, they need to win some of those games, yep. especially the home games against those sides. Yeah, If they can, um, you know, in those eight games against those teams, if they can win four, yep. they're, they're finals-bound. Without a doubt. And with those double-up games, you want to win the first leg of those double-ups because yeah. that gives you yeah. confidence against the other teams where you should really beat them, but a lot of times you find you slip against those games. Especially the first legs and away leg. Yeah. Um, and the Geelong ones are going to be very interesting, obviously, yeah. because they've got Stevie J there. Yeah. Um, and what do they get out of him? Because he's a smart footballer. Yeah. He's going to know a lot about the other team. He rises to a big occasion, too. He does. He likes a big occasion. Um, and so, he'll tell you all about it. So we've got yeah. a, two of us have got him in the eight. And uh, Britain's right on the knocking on the door, so we're all predicting improvement. Yeah, mm. uh, substantial improvement. And look, if they make finals, they've got nothing to lose. They would be a dangerous opponent in the finals. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you got players who, you know, they don't give a fuck. They'll get a suspension if they get a win. Well, especially with the round, <laughs> they, 20... they don't care if they're not playing week two of the finals. With the round twenty three or twenty four by or whatever now, yeah, yeah. I would imagine a young squad would have a far shorter recovery time than the seasoned veterans like Hawthorne and that. Very so true. probably they could benefit the most from that little break if they do make finals. Yeah, and it's it'd it'd not going to because they finished ninth. It'd be a brilliant development too for these guys who, young bodies getting used to the content of AFL footy to then play finals footy, which is yeah. everything's turned up another notch. Yeah, um, that would be invaluable invaluable experience for a young squad. And really, it's it will be just capping off um, everything that they've done from inception. Yeah. In how Sheedy has built the club and their um, uh, recruiting processes and the you know setting up the fucking campus out in Western Sydney. And yeah. Um, you know, it just goes to show that they've gone for the slow build and 
the the progressions there. Well, if you said when they entered the uh, entered the uh, AFL that finals in five years' time, you'd say you're full of shit. That's something you'd aim for, but you're going to really probably fall short. I reckon they'll do it. I mean, obviously, well, I've got them in six, but um, and like we said, we yeah. compare them uh, to Gold Coast. And if you uh, went year one, Gold Coast got Ablett and they got Scully. Yeah, you know, yeah. but they've they've hit winners since then. Yep. So there it is. That's GWS. Um, hopefully good things and they can start to pull the crowd out there. If you're good. a fan, you've got a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Good luck, Benny. <laughs> well done. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.